Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. We're in Romans chapter 9 today, Romans chapter 9, and we're going to begin this morning in verse 17. Romans 9, verse 17, where we read, For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I caused you to be raised up, that I may show you in my power, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then, he has mercy on whom he desires, and he hardens whom he desires. Now, it seems that God allowed Pharaoh, according to this passage, to live and be exalted so that God might ultimately show his power and his sovereignty over a fallen evil world. So God actually used Pharaoh's rebellion against Pharaoh to ultimately show his deity, God's deity and power. And today, Pharaoh historically serves as a manifest proof of God's power and plan. A plan that no man could and can deter. So again, verse 18, may in us, as we talked last time we were together, may in us elicit uh, more of that, that's not fair cry. But we need to remember the story. It says Pharaoh hardened his heart against God. And it says that he hardened it repeatedly despite God moving in his world. Only then, only upon those repeated hardenings did God confirm Pharaoh's response and then in turn harden Pharaoh's heart. In other words, he gave him what he wanted. Now harden in its original language has a different meaning than how we use it to it use it today and that's important to understand this this passage. In Hebrew, it means, quote, a confirmation added to an already hard state, end quote. That helps clarify things significantly, doesn't it? Verse 19 goes on and says, you will say then to me, why does he still find fault? For whoever withstands his will. But indeed, O man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed ask him who formed it Why did you make me like this? Or hasn't the potter a right over the clay from the same lump to make one part of vessel for honor and another for dishonor? So the question naturally follows here. If this is the situation, then uh, who can really be blamed? That's the idea behind what we're, we're reading here. I mean, basically, uh, according to all of this, well, we're just helpless pawns on the cosmic chessboard then, aren't we? I mean, really, in other words, isn't it really kind of just God's fault? Hmm, and there the final shoe drops, because angry and backed into a corner, this is often our desperate cry. And it has been the cry of mankind for hundreds of years. I mean, if God is doing whatever God's doing, how can he blame me? Now, Paul here, he serves up a hearty rebuke on that idea. Through it all, you see, we forget a very fundamental issue. He is the creator, and we are the created. 
And does the clay get to complain to the potter about what he made out of that clay? The important thing here, and the important thing that we're so apt to forget, is that we're the clay. Without a creator, that's all we would have ever been. Remember Genesis 3.19 says, For you are dust, and you shall return to dust. Verse 22 says, What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, that he might make known the riches of his glory on vessels of mercy, which he prepared before glory, us whom he also called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles. So let me read that in the living for clarity, okay? Verse 22, again, reading out of the New Living says, Does not God have a perfect right to show his fury and power against those who are really only fit for destruction, those he has been patient with for all of this time? And he has a right to take others, such as ourselves, who have been made for the pouring out his riches of glory into, whether they're Jews or Gentiles, and to be kind to us so that everyone can see how very great his glory is is so let us note here the language of that first occurrence uh, back in our original text the first occurrence of the word prepared because the first word prepared is different than the second word prepared the first being in verse 22 and the second being in verse 23 first instance means prepared themselves and the second is god prepared thus it was man who hung himself it was the potter who made a vessel of mercy, a vessel prepared not for destruction or damnation, but for glory. Such preparation was not just for Paul. It wasn't just for his Jewish brethren, but you know what? It was for me and you. This is why we were made. This is why all of it, so that we can bring glory to Jesus Christ. Scripture says that our hearts are where his treasure is. <laughs> How true. Ephesians 2.10 tells us that we are his workmanship, and the word is poema. We are his poema. We are God's poem. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit BelieversTogether.com.